Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Podcast Network powered by Omaha Audio Cousin South coming to you on a Wednesday morning. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. We have Babyface Joel Solomon. He's producing this disaster of a show and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the Polly Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, we had such a good thing going with this race to 10 Tuesday. We had yeah. picked three in a row, three weeks in a row mm-hmm. after losing, I don't know, seven or eight weeks in a row. I'm not sure what, but forget about that. Uh, we had one. And then shame on us, Brian. We took Denver. Well, we had Denver all over the place, but we took the Lakers to score 10 yeah. points first because it was a plus number. And I don't know what other reason, but yeah. uh, Denver won 11-5. I don't know. I mean, it took the, you know, we won the tip, just the tip. But aside first, from that, those first few minutes were abysmal. Well, we got the fir- well first basket of the game, right? LeBron, yeah, yeah. LeBron layup. And then after that, the next uh, couple of minutes, they were off offensively. They were off offensively the first like quarter for sure. They were bad. And Denver was making shots and the shots they didn't. Uh, actually, I think Jokic only scored two of the first 11. We lost 11-5. But aside from that, he was like a, uh, an Olympic volleyball player, just tapping out the few, the rebounds that they missed up to open guys. And um, well, that was that. And Harry, you couldn't talk us out of uh, the Lakers. Boy, I wanted <laughs> to, but Jokic is amazing. I had a triple double by almost half the time. Uh, three yeah. triple <clears throat> doubles in a row. And I think it's going to be tough for the Lakers moving forward. You get a, you get a performance out of AD at 40 and 10. LeBron one assist away from a triple double. Pope had over 20 and they still lose the game. It's going to be really tough for them to even take two games. I think in this series. Yeah. Well, I do. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I do want to make uh well, I think we're going to make it back because our dear pal and golf guru, Paul Kohorst, is going to join us. He vows to make us $73,000 each betting the PGA Championship this week. And that's weird, Parley Kid, right? That's a pretty um, specific number, but <laughs> we'll take it. That'll make up for the race to 10 loss, Love right? It. Yeah. So he's coming on. Yeah. So, Harry, 132-126. Denver wins the game. It was I thought it was a great game where all the stars performed. At a high level, which I think is the first time that's happened since Lakers Celtics in the mid eighties, some, something like that. Uh, but also I don't know what to make of it. Like in the middle of the second quarter, I was thinking, now oh, this is going to be a short series. At least Denver's going to dominate their home games. They look fresher. You got Jokic just going crazy, you know, getting every yep. rebound. Harry, you mentioned he could have 30 rebounds if he wanted. Um, Murray and Porter coming off screens, elevating swish corner shots. And then, then the, but the Lakers were great, Bryce. So I don't know. Everyone was on fire. I don't know. AD 40, LeBron 26, Reeves 23, both shot 55% from the field, both teams. So what do we come away with uh, after this game? Yeah, that, it's hard to say, right? Because I did think the Lakers in the second half were really good. They they significantly outplayed Denver because even I, I will say Denver was making, not only was Denver yeah. making shots, they were making some insane <laughs> shots. There was three shots in a row, right? To end the third quarter, Jokic hits that crazy shot. Yep. And then Murray hits a crazy shot. Then Porter hits one that was even crazier when you actually saw it live. How, how the well, straddle Re- line, how they well changed Reeves, it to a two. How well yeah, Reeves yeah. played defense on them. So yeah. um, I thought, yeah, I thought the Lakers played really well. They just were so far back. It was such a, mm-hmm. like, it just, 
it was so hard to finally get them. But they were within, you know, one possession. If if LeBron hits that three, they tie it up there. Yeah, but, it was um, scary. I mean, well. I had big money, even though we had the Lakers first to 10. I had big money on Denver to win game one and the series, a plus 110. I'm like, I'm going to erase that minus 155 because uh, this is going to be a tough series to win anyway if they mm. lose game one. So, yeah, but the Lakers probably could score 38 in the third. 34 in the fourth. That's got to be concerning to Denver, although I, I just don't, I, I know this isn't going to keep up where everybody just keeps making shots, right? Yeah, there was a lot of shots made yesterday. I think you, I, I thought you guys overrated the game a little bit. I mean, hmm. I, to me, I never once thought Denver was ever losing that game. I never, I, I never thought it was happening. I mean, it was what, 18 point lead at the half. It was 14 after three. Um, I don't know. The Lakers never had the lead in the game. I never thought it was really. I get it. LeBron hits the shots, a tie game, but I don't know. I still think Denver is the better team. Um, that being said, uh, you know, we could say Lakers played a great game, but the Lakers were an embarrassment on the boards yesterday. They got yeah. they got killed on the boards yesterday. I'm sorry. Winning championship teams don't do that. Denver murdered them on the boards. I I think this uh, side, you might have pegged it right when you said Nuggets in four. Uh, five, excuse me, five. five yeah. Um, I think it might be heading that way. I'm not sure if the Lakers could play better than they did last night, even. So yeah, let's so see what that's happens. that might be the takeaway. Yeah, you're right. 47-30 on rebounds and 15 to five on offensive rebounds, which is embarrassing. So maybe yeah, well, it's the look, altitude, maybe everything else. But uh, uh, there that, you go. And the coach said it. He was the one. I, that's when I started looking because their uh, Ham, their coach, was saying it. He thought the effort was pretty poor last night. To be hmm. honest with you, yeah. if you guys include include. Uh, the playoffs. Denver has the best record in the NBA this season, seven and zero in the playoffs, and five of those seven wins by nine points or more. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean seven and zero in the playoffs? At home. Oh, at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, seven and zero. Yeah, they they can't lose at home. Yeah. I, I uh, now here's the other thing though. I think people go a little too far, and everybody wants to give Jokic the MVP for the regular season. Yeah. Um, well, but this is what it is. Like, what it's. I mean, he's had a ridiculous playoffs. He's 31, 10 and 14, which is seven points above points scored above his average, but everything else is about this. Rebounds, assists is about the same, but why can't people just see that for what it is? It's so reactionary. Like, yeah, it's possible that it's he, it's him, it's Embiid and Giannis and they're three great players. And then if one of them goes crazy in the playoffs, like, oh, God, this is why he has like people who had Embiid and Giannis, including me, are like, oh, Jokic should be MVP. Like, no, it's a separate thing. Why can't we just see this is he's having a great playoffs and he's one of the top three players. And uh, otherwise, it's close. Am I going crazy? Am I nuts here? Or do you, do you have to give him the regular season MVP for going nuts uh, the last couple of weeks? I guess I'm I not. No, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. He's seven points higher a game in the playoffs. So, uh, so look, why is everyone I agree comparing with you. that? I mean, yeah. I agree. I, I think Embiid got, got it. I, 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 I'm not going to argue that now. I don't Yeah. Uh, you know, Jokic can get the uh, playoff MVP here. If he can uh, win it all here at some point. That being yeah, it's said, like, well, you know, there's your MVP well, right there. It's like, all right, he's dominating. Well, I think, look, I, if, look, let's just say that it was reversed, right? And Embiid was still playing. You'd be hearing that about Embiid right now. There's your MVP. Sure. Look at him. Now, here's a question I have for you, Sal, is hmm. if you're starting a team, is Jokic the first guy you're taking? I don't know. Uh, you're going to have to help me with what the age, think? but I still think it's, I still think I go with Giannis. 
even though I was so disappointed and he cost me so, 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 so that's much why, money. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I love, I think Jokic is what a, what a great player. Cause I just love the way he makes everybody else so much better. Right. Um, but well, yeah, what I mean, were they? Would you a start seed? a team with them? Would you were start they, the team with them? Were they a six seed last year, Bry? Or was they? That sounds four? right. That might sound right. All right, so they were a six seed, and everyone's like, "Why should he get MVP when they're a six seed?" And now they're a one seed, and he's like, well, "Why should he get an MVP? Well, both of his guys are back, you know." Um, so I don't know, right? Babyface, where where do you start this team? Giannis and Jokic are both twenty eight. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're both 28. I mean, I was texting Harry last night that Jogic is just so efficient. He takes less shots. Right. And that's, yeah. you know, it, the numbers might not be as big because he's, he's just more efficient. But I mean, it doesn't matter. You can't take it back. Like in high school, Harry was, I think, found, uh, he was voted most handsome. And you can't take that back. Now he's not as handsome. But <laughs> I was a stud in back. high school. <laughs> that's a pretty good stud in high school. By the way, you're saying that as a joke. You've never, you've never been to a Swigo, Joel. He might have been the most handsome. He might have actually been the <laughs> most handsome. <laughs> Definitely most handsome in the in the room he shared with his uh, Easy brother. Big D. Easy. <laughs> that's um, Look, Sal, well, though, listen, I, if, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to mention, though, Joe gets, what was he, 12 or 17? It's just, I would take him first. Uh, Giannis doesn't make free throws. He can fade in games. Uh, if Jokic hadn't won two and two already, he probably right. would won. He plays a lot more than Embiid does, and it's kind of like the same situation from '93. Jordan still was better than Barkley, but Barkley had a great season with the Suns, and they wanted to give it to him, and they did give it to him, even though Jordan was still a better player at the time, and he proved it in the finals. Like well, Jokic, Jokic is doing in the playoffs here. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think it's fine to say he's doing great here and it's a, a dogfight amongst the three every year. I'm not sure. But uh, I'm starting a team. John Morant, that's my guy. Have you seen this guy's moves? Oh, my God. He is terrific. That's where I saw him. He's younger, isn't he? Joel, he's younger than 28. So, uh, but anyway. Yeah, he's, he's on Instagram, so he's younger, I think. He yeah. is? I have to check that out. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, Celts home for Miami now. Best of seven starts tonight. We gave our series picks the other day. I like Boston in seven. Parley Kid is the only one who took Miami out of the four of us. He thinks it happens in six. Um, this is up to now minus 600. Celtics minus 600 plus 430 on the take back for Miami. That's for the series. They battled to seven games Last year, Boston does have a massive trend in their favor. Over the past decade, favorites are 18 and 2 in conference final series. I guess this would include, you know, um, you know, we should look at Denver and LA through the same lens. The two upsets, the two were 2019, the Raptors plus 230 against the Bucks, and 2020, Miami Heat versus the Celtics. Uh, Parley Kid, you want to start us off tonight? Celtics minus eight to eleven and a half. It's obviously in Boston. I don't know. So I, I don't know what I'm getting wrong here. I feel now I just feel like just hearing all this Boston stuff. I I, I keep looking at this Miami missing a player. Like what is does somebody else get hurt on Miami? Like what happened here? Hmm. I just, I just don't think this is so as one sided as the odds right. are uh, displaying right now. I, I don't get it. I think the heat are, I look, that's just motivation for the heat. Getting eight points tonight, way too much for the best defensive team left in the playoffs. The best, the, way too much for a team that uh, probably will physically beat up Boston in some form or fashion tonight. Uh, way too much uh, for a team that's got Butler, who 
You talk about the ultimate winner, like Balt Butler will do whatever it takes to win. Um, so mm. I'm rolling with the Heat tonight. I'm rolling with the Heat in the series. Take them plus eight. That's just that number seems too big to me. I, Boston is not impressed. We everybody we all wanted Boston to go home a week ago. Like, like this team stinks. So I can't watch them anymore. Like now they're such favorites against the team, but they still you could say what you want. Like they're not they're missing a, a guy or two, but they they beat a good team in the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Knicks were very good defensively against the Heat. They were very good defensively against the Heat, and they beat uh, a good team in the Bucks. And don't forget, the Knicks were able to put up a lot of points against Cleveland. Miami yeah. just did a number on them too. So in terms yeah. of defensively, so I, this game should play close. It should play close. I'm with you, and I think this is a nice double up spot or double down game. Basically, I don't see the Celtics having their crap together to win emotional game six and seven and then trounce this gritty heat team, both games one and two. So I think if you lose tonight with the plus eight double up, point. maybe even take them the money line, you know, uh, Celtics lost obviously to the Sixers in game one at home over the past two seasons, the heat are 12 and two against the spread as at least a seven point underdog. That's seven and two this year against the spread. Also seven and two against the number in the last nine. I don't know. Can you see it? Tatum Brown, Harford kind of coast tonight. I will not be taking big owls over one and a half threes. I promise you that I'm not even really betting this series. I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, you know, passionately, but I'm not Brian. We're not doing it because I, you know, I feel like if we bet the heat, then the Celtics roll, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, this makes sense. This team uh, barely beat Chicago. who was 40 and 42 or whatever, but uh, I'm, I'm rooting for Miami. And I'm rooting for them tonight. I think they lose 107, 104. Brian, you're going the extra mile here, taking the money line. Well, what? went from 270 to 278. Oh, good, good. Well, yeah. look, I, maybe I said that that I wasn't going to bet much on this series, but oh, game, no. game oh, one, no. game one, Sal. I, I mean, I really do. Yeah. I mean, we had the Celtics in seven games, but I do really like them in game one. So if there's ever yeah. a time for the Heat to pick off the Celtics on the road, it's game one, right? Before Celtics make some type of adjustments or play a little bit harder. Uh, the Heat mm-hmm. have had two extra days of rest. The Heat have a big coaching advantage, right? With Spolster, a parlor kid said that before. But now he, he mm-hmm. gets a few extra days to prepare. They won on the road in games one at Milwaukee, which they beat up Milwaukee in game one. They won on the road uh, in game one against the Knicks. And then teams coming yep. off game sevens just don't tend to play well in the next game. So, like, yep. I, I really love – I know what you're saying, Sal, too. Like, if, if this doesn't hit in the first game, take it in the second game. But I feel like if it's going to yeah, hit in one of the – people don't like that analysis, but, well, yeah, that's I feel uh, like if it's going to hit in one of the games, I think it's going to be in game one. So, I really, one, I really yeah. love the plus eight. And I really like – I mean, plus 278 here – um, I think there's definitely a chance they pick them off in game one. So, yes, I will be betting a bunch on game one. If oh, this no. goes south, then uh, I'll, Great. I, I might take a little bit of a break <laughs> on the series. But game one. Um, well, listen, oh, first of all, you know, trying to figure out the plus the plus eight versus the money line here. It's like, uh, I don't know. It, it seemed like a couple of weeks ago we were at a point where, look, don't take the plus number. Don't take the points. Take right. the money line. Right. And don't don't take the money line on the favorite. Uh, just take give the points. 
because whoever's one's covered in the last 40. I feel like that's way different now, even in the last two weeks. The last I don't know. two rounds. Saw, the last two rounds, right? there's definitely been some teams covering, right? Like The winners um, have not covered. Not covered, The right. losers have, have covered. covered the spread. Right. But, yep. I mean, look at last night. My God, Brian, I know you had you took the points with the, Plus the Lakers. Very yeah. lucky. Although, you know, once it got close, you probably would have been unlucky to lose that. Second yep. quarter, you probably almost ripped your ticket up and said, yep. I'm, I'm done with this Lakers bet. But Austin Reeves did foul him, despite what Breen said to Towards the end, did foul at the end. What should have put him on the line with three seconds left? Were you well, were you thinking that? Or I never yeah. get what guys are doing because like he shouldn't have fouled once he missed there anyway. But like he waited like yeah. three seconds and then yeah. was like, oh, I'm gonna foul him with like three seconds left. Like yeah, that. like swiped at his torso twice and then and then, and then let him go. Good job by the officials not calling it. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> if, if you have to call, I uh, know. I mean, for, for for forget rooting purposes. Like, yeah, just let that go. We don't need to yep. see it. Uh, all right, Harry, you like uh, under in this game? Went to two eleven and a half. I think you got an extra point in there. Or something. Great. Yeah. You know. By the way, that's my uh, extra points video today too, which I'm three and one in my last four. I really like the under. Both teams very good defensively, as we know. Miami stifled New York in in six. Mm-hmm. Had a great game plan, let Brunson get his and shut down Randall and Barrett and held New York to 101 or less in four of the six games. Boston held Philly in the 80s in three of them. Let's not forget that Miami did score the least points per game in the regular season. And in the conference finals last year, the last five games of the series between these two games averaged only 196 Mm. points. Mm. I think I saw seven and two in the last nine to the over last nine road games that he'd played. But uh, I won't even mention that. I'm not even going to mention it. So Milwaukee um, doesn't play any defense though. Yeah, play right. Milwaukee. Um, no defense. Speaking of defense, I'm hoping there is some for this player prop. I'm going Jason Tatum under 28 and a half points minus minus one eleven. I know I'm such a contrarian. I, I bet the don't pass and craps, no buzzer beaters and March madness. That's just my personality. I'm going, yeah. You know, the game seven hero, he had 51 points. You'd think he'd put up at least 30, but the truth is he's gone under 29 and four the last six games. Even with the 51 the other day, he only averages 28 in the playoffs. Um, Last year in the seven game series against Miami, he only hit over 29 twice. Uh, And Spolster's going to throw everything at Tatum. He really is. It's Sock Adebayo could guard him if Boston goes with a small lineup. I think Tatum has a good game, 25 on nine for 24 shooting or something like that. But I'm going for the uh, massive zag here and taking the under Tatum under 28 and a half points. Uh, Polly kid, what you like? Uh, yeah. So look, I've been uh, pretty successful with these three point uh, prop picks, uh, three pointers made. I can't believe last night I was still able to get Reeves at uh, over one and a half, three pointers at minus one thirty five. That mm-hmm. I thought that I, I don't think we're ever going to see that again. That was uh, easy. For Reeves. So I'm going to come sticking with that theme for myself. I'm taking Struess. So he's a little higher here at uh, over two and a half threes at minus 115. Struess, uh, four, uh, 14 or more points in five straight games. Uh, and he's gone over two and a half threes in four out of his last five. Uh, I expect him to kind of keep it rolling here. He's kind of a, the X factor. For the Heat, that's for sure. Picking up some scoring slack from the loss of Tyler Hero. So um, I think they'll get some open looks. I think he goes over the two and a half. Let's take Struess there. Uh, let's go Heat. 
All right. Kevin Love, Brother Bry, under seven and a half. That's points, I'm guessing, right? No, Not threes? Po- yeah, no, that's po- uh, Yeah, under okay. seven and a half threes. Um, yeah, points is minus 120. But it's it's hard to say what type of impact Love is going to have in this series and how he matches up. But I think, I'm thinking in this series, the Celtics are a little bit too athletic to have Love out on the floor for long stretches. So I think his minutes mm-hmm. will be down. Like his minutes came down in the last few games against the Knicks in those series. And against the Knicks in those last four games, he had four or less than three of the four of those. So I think he stays under. I know some, I know in order for them to win this game, some role players are going to have to step up, but I don't think necessarily that Kevin Love is one of them. All right, Harry, you have a same game parlay. This is on Caesars. Yeah, at pl- plus 135, uh, it pays. Uh, Gabe Vincent, under two and a half rebounds. Uh, it's usually around the three point area. So he's not really around the ball uh, averaging mm-hmm. just one and a half rebounds a game in the playoffs. And he's had two or less in nine of the uh, 11 playoff games. And then had just four total rebounds in four games against Boston in the regular season. I'm going to parlay it with Jimmy Butler to make at least one three pointer. Butler's got 13 and 10 playoff games. That two teamer again, pays plus plus one thirty-five. All right. Well, you're not telling the whole story with Butler here because I looked at this three point thing for him and he hasn't made, he's made one in the last six games. I saw, (laughs) I know, you know, that. I know I'm not, I know I'm not giving you news. No, I was just surprised to see. I was like, Oh, I'm going to bet. I know he's going to light it up. He doesn't even take that many. He doesn't doesn't take take that many. You're right. Three, zero, three, two, zero, one. I know he's three for 10 against the bucks and then three for eight. I don't know. You, You just have to figure out the side. Like, I'm not just saying you, but all of us, like for these player props, is this going to be a series like it was against the Bucks, or is it going to be like it was against the Knicks where uh, like a grinded out guy, or is it going to be somewhere in between? But yeah, I was surprised how ineffective Butler is um, behind the arc uh, lately. But yeah. anyway, we are, we are. He doesn't force a lot of shots though either. Yeah. Well, there you go. You're getting 135 on the same game parlay. Um, you know, before we did the race to 10, the NBA had their draft lottery. I actually won. I took all three favorites, Houston, Detroit, and San Antonio, all plus 550. It's a nice little profit if you Smart. put a couple. Yeah, well, you know, last year, <clears throat> Brian, I don't know if you remember, I did this. I didn't take the three favorites. I left the one favorite out of it. And who was it? Oklahoma <laughs> City who had the first pick, right? I took like Last year, one- Orlando. Orlando last Orlando, year. Orlando, oh right, uh, Ben Carroll was the number, right? Yeah. So I had like yep. two, three, and four or something instead of the top three. But you go yes. top three, and it's nice. And by the way, it is a great, great sweat. Um, you get typically you get two of the four final four before the commercial, right? And yep. one of the yep. final two, and that's exactly what happened. It was Charlotte or San Antonio. Yeah, you, San Antonio you almost called that it. perfectly. Yeah. I know. Was, I'm glad right, I didn't. You almost called me. it perfectly. At first, you're, at first you're like, yeah, Charlotte's going to get it over San Antonio. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. So I'll call this almost. Down to the two. I'm like, pull, please pull that Charlotte, that stupid looking Hornet uh, logo up there, nerd. And he did it. And uh, But uh, Parley Kid, the, the big screw job was Dallas screwing the Knicks. They get the 10th pick overall, which if they were inside the t- 10, what was it? Inside a 10 or higher, 10 or lower, right? 10, yeah. 11, 12, right. whatever, they get to keep the pick. And so, by one pick and by a lot of tanking in the last weekend, they screwed the Knicks. It's not fair. Yeah, well, that's what you should. We could, if we could have bet on that, that's what we should have bet. You could have bet your mortgage, you could bet your house, you could have, right. whatever you wanted to. 
You knew the Knicks were going to get screwed in, in getting this Mavericks pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just knew that was going to happen. So uh, every Knicks fan was like, you knew it. They, I don't think anybody was surprised. Uh, it's unbelievable how you just knew how that was going to play out. Yeah. Mavericks retained their pick. Well, whatever. Really not fair. And meanwhile, there's going to be a, a ton of French restaurants opening up in the San Antonio area as the Spurs get the number one pick. <laughs> Victor's going there for sure. That'll be fun. But yeah, they definitely didn't fix the draft. They didn't fix it to, or this draft order. They didn't fix it to screw Dallas and they didn't fix it in Detroit's favor. That's for sure. Or Houston or some of these bigger wow. markets who were, you know, all had like 14% chance of getting that first pick. All right, listen, let's take a quick break. We'll give Caesar some love and then golf with the MOOC, Paul Colors. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesar's can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF, Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117-NEW YORK, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we're back. Let's bring him in, our ace in the hole. He's an albatross of a guest, I might add. Co-author of Club, Club Pro Guys, Other Black Book. Yeah, that's it. The Dutch mook himself, Paul Kors is here. What's happening, Paul? My book, still not available in stores. Oh, it is. So it is available okay. on a website. It's available on a website. <laughs> That's it. That's the world store. Um, by the way, I yeah. did not mention in the intro for the first time you being uncircumcised, and I really hope you appreciate it. It took everything <laughs> in my power to refrain from that. So you're welcome. Yeah. 
At this point, I should have like a, just a go-to list of retorts here, but uh, <laughs> you stumped me. You stumped me, Sal. I know. Yeah, yeah. stump is the right word here. There's a, uh, there's a golf and a cut. There's a golf and a cut joke. Have I made? Have you made that at any point? Yeah. I don't think we have. Oh yeah, we may have. Yeah, yeah. Didn't make the cut. And when that birthday, didn't make the cut. Who never makes the cut. Is That's right. Something. That's I'll, right. I'll, I'll have something ready for. I'll have something okay. ready for the Open Championship. Or, Perfect. <laughs> So you talk about that. This is the PGA Championship, obviously, this weekend, and this I think is like the um, like the Tito Jackson of the majors, right? People don't really. Uh, if one of them was to go away, they would. It would be this one, right? Because and, and yet I don't understand it. I'm looking at the past winners. Rory won this twice. Kepka won it twice. Justin Thomas twice, including last year. Morikawa, Mickelson. Like it's almost always a big name. Why? Why no love for PGA Championship? I think it probably because it, it lacks a certain um, unique flair that all the three other majors have. The Masters is special for so many ways. I don't mm -hmm. have to recount them from uh, the only the only major that's played the same course every year to right. the opening of the spring. Um, the U.S. Open is special because anyone can play. You know, technically, you know, anyone can literally send in their two hundred dollars, can qualify, and can play in the U.S. Open. And also, it's it, it's the U.S. It's the, American championship has something special to it. The, the British open, the open championship is the, you know, only oldest golf tournaments in the world. Yeah. Uh, it has, it, it has the unique viewing. I love to being able to get up and watch it at five in the morning, earlier than me in the morning to watch it. So it has this special flair that I think the PJ championship just lacks. It just feels like, Oh, this might as well be, you know, the players championship. It might as well be a FedEx cup today because it lacks that certain unique, uh, attribute the other majors have. All right. Well, uh, all that aside, you promised to make us $73,000 each on this. I, I may have, <laughs> I may have made that up, but I said that in the intro early before the show. So we got to come through on this move. We really have to. And first let's talk about this course. This is Oak Hill. This is in Rochester. Uh, Pittsburgh, Jason Duffner won this last time it was here in 2013. It stretched about 7,400 yards. That's a long par 70 from what I understand. The runoff areas uh, around the greens give the golfers fits. But what else can you tell us about this course? Well, yeah, it's extremely long. It's definitely going to have a huge advantage for the long, longer players and also the accurate players because that ref's going to be, from what everyone's reporting, the ref is going to be really penal. I feel like that's it's, every time we have you on. Not Nothing against you, but it's like, yeah, the guys who could hit it long and who are accurate are going to do well in this tournament. It's like, yeah, no shit. Well, like every, everybody. I think, there's, yeah. I think there's an, I think that something has happened in the game is that is the number one solution to this golf distance problem that is now supposedly going to be addressed in the future with this idea of having a second golf ball for pros being researched. Whoa. The solution was always to make the golf courses longer. And, and it was just not a realistic solution because all it's done is given more advantage to long hitters and taken uh, and, and basically made shorter players who were successful at some courses has taken them sort of out of the ball game. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a solution that, that, that it's created more of a problem than, than, than a solution. All right. So let's do this. You have a winner, you have a long shot pick, and then you have a couple of props start with uh, the winner. So the favorites now are uh, Scotty Scheffler plus six fifty, and John Rahm seven to one tiger's not going to sneak in and say he's joining this, right? Like uh, tomorrow, like morning at four in the morning. He's out. I mean, right? unless he gets in some sort of the same hyperbaric chamber that LeBron James used on his foot, I don't think he that's do possible. It. 
I could possible. see it. So, so who do you, you, know, you like either of those two or somebody yeah, else? Yeah, and, and I tell you, what I'm always looking for is value. And um, what really jumps out at me is Rom. He has been phenomenal. He's won four times this year. He also has a second, a third, and a fourth. And I think you can get him at eight to one some places, mm-hmm. some places 750 or so. And I was starting to wonder about golfers at their apex. What kind of odds would you getting? Would you be getting Tiger in, at the 2000 British Open, sort of the height of his power, he was plus 150 to win. <laughs> and there's about an eight wow. year insane. And there's about an eight year run where her, his odds were pretty much in the two to one to three to one range in the major. Mm. And during that time period, he was averaging five wins a year. So this is a guy who was dominant, dominant, winning five times a year. And you could get, and the price to get him in majors was two to one, three to one. Right. Here we have John Ron in the middle of a season. It's not even summer yet. He's won four times. You can get him at eight to one. Mm. I mean, Sure. It's, it's, he's basically the favorite. I think Scheffler is slightly, most places Scheffler is 50 bucks mm-hmm. uh, more expensive, but I think that value for this kind of player is phenomenal. And, you know, I'm trying to, I look at all these numbers and I'm saying, okay, well, maybe I can get Shoffley in there. Maybe I can get Finau in there. Rom's won four times. He has a second, he has a third, he has a fourth this year. If he's teeing up, He's pretty much going to be in the last group on Sunday. Oh, eight man. to one, I want a part of it. So uh, it's not the sexiest pick. It's not me pulling some name out of my app. But to me, it makes a lot of sense. All right. You know what? Let's oh, now. I don't even want to give my pick. It all makes it all does make sense, right, Brian? I mean, but uh, let's let's Sounds remember good. you did you you stuck us with Corey Connors last time to be the best Canadian. I hope that's not one of your uh, props next time. But, all right, the Rom. <laughs> no, I'm off Canadians altogether. All right, Rom makes sense. Harry, you're going with the favorite Scheffler, and if you look at like all the all the categories, everybody loves strokes gained, approach, and off the tee, and driving distance, and bogey avoidance. Scheffler's just, he's right there for all of it. So give us your reasoning, Harry, other than what I just said. Yeah, I mean, it's really right now, Scheffler and Rom, and then the rest of the field. I mean, if you want to take, you want to look at what Scheffler's done since 2020 in majors, put it this way, Rom in the majors since 2020 is 39 under par. And he's second behind Scheffler who's 48 under par since 2020 in majors, Mm. second in world rankings, um, always the top of the leaderboard, uh, top 10 at the Masters, seven top 10s in his last 14 majors. But he's first in strokes gained, tee to green, first in greens in regulation, but most importantly, he's first in par four scoring this year. And Paul, you know, at Oak Hill, they have three monster par fours that are 497 yards or more. And he's first in the PGA in par four and scoring. Well, isn't that deceiving then? If that's, if he's, he's good with the regular par fours, but now you're adding out. Well, all right. I don't know. Paul, it's you address be that. Than anybody, it's still going to be better than anybody else. <laughs> and please don't uh, hold back on commenting on Harry's glasses too. Whatever you want to say. Well, the, you know, the one thing, the, another way to approach this is you say your bankroll is, 
$300. You put a hundred on ROM. 50 that. Okay. Yeah. I'm putting 13,000 on ROM. Yeah. I'm putting 13,000 on shells. Scheffler. Yeah. I know I have a guy in one of the last two groups on Sunday. Wow. And then I'm putting 13,000 on the other guy who's there. All right. Can't lay on Sunday morning. Oh, you wait till Sunday morning. Can't, yeah, I, I play it on. I I, I play it on Sunday morning. Okay, hold Paul on. Thirteen, Paul thirteen thousand. Wait, Harry, hold on. Thirteen thousand. Thirteen thousand. Thirteen thousand. That's going to get us to the seventy-three thousand. So yeah, we're going to get Ryan. there. <laughs> Ryan, what's your what's your pick? Well, uh, Paul just mentioned him. Can't lay at sixteen to one. Like, look, I don't love this guy. His slow play bothers me. He's generally boring. He wears the same beige khakis all the time. I feel like I'm mm -hmm. on tour. Um, but this year he's played really well, right? He's got six top ten finishes and ten top twenty five finishes in twelve events. He was right there in the Masters until he kind of just fell apart on Sunday. Uh, he finished top four in the last uh, in two of the last three events. His driver is really good, which you guys talked about. Um, and the guy has played well in majors recently. I think he's been top 15 in the last three majors. So I'll take him at uh, 16 to one. All right. Parley kid. Now you usually a master's guy, but I could see like whoever you have, who'd you have in the masters and they, they won round one, right? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm. A, I I am a. I've uh, been very successful picking all these majors yes. over the last few years. Uh, <laughs> Masters. I had Hovland, oh, uh, yeah. who was leading after day one, and then made another charge on day three until Babyface Joel Solomon totally tanked me by jinxing Hovland. Nice, Joel. Basically proclaiming him the winner uh, uh. on that Saturday, and then uh, from there everything went downhill. So. I've lost my feel for this now. I really uh -oh. feel like my time has come and gone with the golf. <laughs> I should have gotten out when I was at the top of the game. Yeah. I don't know why I made any more picks after last year, but whatever. Now I got to give a pick. I don't, well, I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it. Now, look, this is all. Just, I'm doing. just to like, put I, it in perspective, the parlay kid at his height. You, you can get two to one odds that he would pick the masters. Right. It was like in 19. <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. Isn't that. So it's, if you have $13,000, uh, go ahead, Barley kid. Pick. It Who seemed like that. No, seriously. Yeah. I was getting like every other one, right. For, uh, <laughs> right. For about three year period here. Harry, correct me if I'm wrong, Harry. Correct no, me if I'm wrong. Best bet corner. Did you justice? D? <laughs> the now defunct best bet corner. It's still there. Well, <laughs> it's still there. It's in a, well, listen, a corner unseen. It's way in the corner. Go ahead. What do you Sal, like? You know, I, I hit the Kentucky Der uh, Derby with a major. I went with a feel right. good story. Right. So I'm kind of going with a couple uh feel good stories here. I'm going with, uh, I'm going to give you two picks. I, I won't be long. Uh, basically, one feel-good story here is a guy I absolutely hate, and I swore I would never bet him. But now that I don't have my feel anymore, why not just go with Rory McIlroy at 12-1? to 1? Mm -hmm. His wife, this is where she's from. This, his wife is from Rochester. <laughs> oh, this wow. guy has spent a lot of time in Rochester. The in-laws are still there. I'm sure he has found his way to this, this golf course a, a few times and played. He's probably more familiar with it than anybody else. And he's due to play better golf, right? Maybe he's in the comforts mm. of like his second home, or basically probably like his sixth home uh, right. here in Rochester. <laughs> Maybe he just feels more comfortable 
playing here. So that's all. I'm just going to go well, with let's that. Let's ask the, the Dutch Mook that. Is that a factor? But like when Rory is as like a 15 footer to save par, is he thinking to himself, oh man, I can't, can't let the in-laws down there. There are two bus stops away from this course or, or does that factor in at all? Dutch move. Well, one of the greatest golfers of all time, happy Gilmore always said of the ball, go to your home. So right. This feels like go. a sixth home. This I is, mean, uh, hey. this is it. <laughs> this is what I, but look, Sal, but uh, he's probably one of the few guys that has experience on this course. I don't know sure. how many, how often these guys have played here right. uh, in Rochester, New York. Uh, all right. So, uh, that's my point. I just think it makes a good story. And I'm going to go with the other New York kid and Cam Young sitting at 25 to one. Now for him, he's looked in last uh, four majors. He's had a top 10 finish in three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think outside of the, the notable guys that we talk about, I think he's kind of the next best guy here. He's been playing great golf. He's done. I know for a fact that he's played this course. He's familiar with it. Cam Young at 25 to one is really good value here for a guy that statistically uh, is uh, should play well here. Well, yeah, I mean, I had him for the Masters too. So I'm, I'm. You say you're off. I'm off with all the cams. I'm way, oh. way off. Or did I have Smith? Did I have? No, you had the other cam. Young played well. Young played well at the Masters. Right. I had all. Young was the one I think I didn't have. Who's the other cam? Mook. Champ Smith. Uh, Young. Champ. What Cam champ? Smith, oh, Cam champ. Young. champ, 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 champ. Yeah, okay. And champ, yeah. All he right, was I, bad in that. Well, now I like everybody else. I'm going to go with Tony Finau at 20 to 1. Um, but again, I'm not excited about that. I don't know. He was tied for fourth uh, in this tournament in 2020, tied for eighth in 2021. I get it. It's a different course now. But uh, he talks about this course and he's ready for the challenge of the thick backyard grass, as he describes it at Oak Hill. Second in strokes gained over the past two dozen rounds. That's an important. Important category there. Won the Mexico Open a couple weeks back. Three top tens this year. I see him leading or being around first round leader. You could take that at 35 to one. I'll put a little on that. But 20 to one for guys playing well and should thrive on this type of course. I'll go uh, Tony Finau. All right, Mook, your long shot bet. Well, my longer shot, and I can't believe it. It's these. This number is a great number. I, I like Cam Smith at 33 to one. Mm. Um, he has kind of, obviously he's in live wasteland and all that. He had a pretty crap showing at the masters. I believe he was 30, mm. 34th in that range. And of course that really suits, suits his game better than that, better than almost any course there is because he does spray the ball off the tee. So there could be some issues spraying the ball off the tee. And of course, with this kind of long penal rough. But that number has just gotten way out of whack for a guy who's so good uh, gre- uh, approach to greens and around the greens and putting. He's phenomenal. He's world-class. He's still a handful of guys who are as good as him. 33 mm-hmm. to one is just too big a number. And I also like him uh, for top live golfer. You can get him at plus 550. And last thing, you know, I think that disappointing masters thing kind of, uh, he had a pretty rough start to the live season. But since the Masters, he's been fourth, seventh, and second. I think he kind of was a little bit embarrassed mm. and is kind of was a little bit like, hey, I've kind of dropped off. And I think he's got a little more serious about it. And I expect a much better showing from him. And at 33 to 1, I think that's a fantastic price. All right. That is pretty good. See, now I have to bet all these. I'll give you a live pick, too. Like, I don't, yeah, it's so hard to handicap these live guys, right? But um, Patrick Reed, like him or more likely hate him, is kind of on a tear. Top 20 in four of the last five live events. Mm. 
tied for fourth at the Masters, gained four strokes on approach on the green. He does well in the Northeast parlay, kid. Shinnecock, Liberty National, and Jersey uh, played well. Top 20 in four of seven PGA championships. Again, different course, so doesn't matter as much. Uh, I could see him, again, being atop the leaderboard late Saturday or early Sunday, then falling a little bit, but staying inside the top 20. Three to one odds for a guy who's, you know, kind of top 20 yeah. half the time. Like I said, four yeah. of the last seven PGAs, and you're getting three to one for Patrick Reed. Uh, Brother Bry, Jason Day, he's been playing well. Yeah, Jason Day, plus 260, top 10. What What's happened with this guy? I mean, Paul would know better than anybody, but like, even though he's still only 35 years old, it looks like it, it looked like his career was really going south, but had, had a nice resurgence this season. He's he's played a lot. He's He's played a lot of tournaments. But he does have 12 top 25 finishes and seven top yeah. 10 finishes this year, including a win last week at uh, Byron Nelson. Was that last week or the week before? Last well, week. Last week. Last week. And the interesting now he's today that he's, he's not practicing this week, the course. He, he said, I'm not going to, I'm just resting, which is, really? which was, in, yeah, it was interesting. I kind of like that. Is that a good, that is that a good, good or bad sign, Paul? I, I don't know, but it's interesting. <laughs> it's unique. He was like, yeah, I'm going to be out here. I'm going to chip and pop, but I'm not going to play the course. I'm just, I think more important for me to rest than to, than to play. Uh, interesting. And, and it, yeah, is well. I wonder if you you know you could live bet these now, right? You could bet from hole to hole. So maybe yeah. the rest, maybe it helped. Maybe you could check it right away and then get on. You know, all right. Yeah. Well, first round, it's going to take them a couple rounds to catch up because that rest didn't help, or maybe the other way around. Then you could bet them, like I said, hole to hole. But what do you get? Plus two sixty. Plus two sixty. Top ten. Top 10 yeah. yeah. And he looked phenomenal last week. Oh my gosh! Like it was like uh, it was looked like never a doubt that he was going to lose that lose that thing. He was in. Control. Yeah, it was really good to see. Sorry, yeah, about Harry, that, he Harry. screwed you. Harry, <laughs> Harry tell, <laughs> yeah. tell the Muku you Paul had. Knows, I mean, Paul knows who I am. <laughs> well, you texted him. Well, well, you, you texted right there. Well, then, as soon as you put it in the text, <laughs> it's over. You're going to lose, right? What'd you say? What What was the guy's name? I just I just said that uh, Austin Eckroat. I just said that I got him at what I had uh, twenty five to one. Mm-hmm. And Paul, he goes in his last three rounds. 65, 63, 65 has one double bogey in those three days, 21 birdies, and I still lose because <laughs> day, day comes out and fires a, six, a Sunday round of 62. And Ekros didn't give it up either. He was, he, he was played, he played it tough right down the very end there. Is he, he not in this? I don't see him anywhere. No. Did I miss his name? He's not in this. He didn't what qualify. Happened? He, he got. He screwed you over, and that's it. That's all he wanted to do. All right, Harry, what's your uh, what's your prop here? Uh, I'm going to take Justin Thomas first round only. I'm going to go over 70 and a half hmm. at minus 130. I can't stand Thomas. Usually he screws me all the time when I bet <laughs> him, it. but I'm taking over 70 and a half. Anyways, I know he's a defending PGA champ, but he really struggled since. Yeah. Uh, mostly struggling on the greens. Uh, he's fourth. Uh, in fourth worst on tour in three putt avoidance and 138th in strokes gained. You mentioned that stat earlier. So yeah, I'm going to go Thomas over 70 and a half. It's like I mentioned those par fours long. Thomas yeah. hasn't been good this year. I'm going to go over 70. It's almost like baseball though, right? Mook, you could kind of find a category to serve your needs no matter what. 
Like, what the hell did you just say, Harry? Three putts, three putts in a row? Fourth worst on tour in three punt avoidance. <laughs> punt. I mean, that's not even the right sport. I don't even know yeah. what. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can always find a statistic. Like, I, right. I almost can't watch ESPN anymore because, like, the post game shows are like, he's the first player to average 21, three, six. Yeah. And one and a half. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, when's like, the last I, time Thomas was yeah. on the leaderboard on a Sunday? On the first page of leaderboard. Honestly. Uh, yeah. Last year in the PGA while. Championship? I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. Parlay kid, Wyndham Clark uh, to make the top 20. Yeah, Wyndham Clark uh, to make the top 20 at plus 200. Clark is coming off uh, winning the Wells Fargo uh, Championship. Um, Sal, University of Oregon products. Oh, where your son's going, Harry, a Scottsdale, Arizona native. You know, the moon um, went wow. to Oregon too. The Dutch, there this he goes. Is the guy, yeah. This is the guy right here. <laughs> and this is this what I love about Wyndham Clark really right now. <laughs> Man of many he hats. is, he is, he is peaking. His career is rising. This guy hmm. is 29 years old. Well, he's in the prime of his rising? career. All right, he's rising. Yeah. Well, he's rising. To the peak. Gotcha. Uh, Sal. Uh, and like, well, no, he's played great golf. So he's really played great golf over the last mm. year or so, uh, especially in 2023, Sal. Uh, mm. Six top 10 finishes uh, combined so far this year. Uh, he's been great. Uh, let's take him. He's hot. The top 20, uh, getting him a plus 200. Yeah. What other twenty second in driving? Uh, 22nd in driving distance over the last three months. Nice. 10th in strokes gained. His stat profile fits the course. Let's go with him. Mook, what other Oregon uh, ducks are out there? Ben Crane, not definitely not playing. Peter Jacobson, definitely not playing. Uh, yeah. There's a couple uh, I'm missing. I'm missing someone obvious. Tommy but, Fleetwood. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, not there's, no there's, another, there's another Oregon golfer on tour, but I can't think... Uh, yeah, that's moment. okay. Harry will find it. Harry will find it. All right, Mook, you got a couple more uh, props too. <clears throat> Give us a yeah, one, here. one here. Come on. One here that I think you'll really like, Sal. This is kind of a Sal. This is no. kind of a Sal vicinity. Uh, the odds that there will be a playoff are plus three fifty. Yeah, I saw that. I like that in. I like it in a in a in a term that feels a little bit like a little be a little bit more of a grind. It's going to be cold. It's going to be unseasonably cold. Winning score is projected to be around eight, nine under. I don't think anyone's going to kind of run away from the field here. And I was kind of thinking about, you know, there was a playoff in this tournament last year. There's only been one playoff in the last 23 majors, uh, which is a statistical oddity Mm -hmm. uh, because an average PGA season, there's about seven to 12 playoffs, which means Mm -hmm. like one every four events or something like that. So if there's only one out of 23, that feels like a really, uh, that feels like an anomaly. And I do think like in a grindy course, uh, where, you know, only two par fives, I think there's a, there's a good chance of a, of a, of a playoff. Yeah. So if the average, if, well, if the predicted winning score is, you know, minus 16, you're going to get more variance, right? You're going to get guys with minus 20 and 21 and my, you know, or, or whatever you'll, you'll get might be a four or five stroke difference, but if everyone's around minus seven, minus eight going into the Sunday, mm. you're in decent shape for a playoff. I would say. Yeah. This feels like a course a bit more uh, typical major, like maybe the U S open a bit more about bogey avoidance than about right. you have to have, you have your foot on the gas. And if a guy gets super hot, can, mm-hmm. you know, 
put up a big number. So if the course, it's going to be more of a, uh, grinding course, I could see the court, all the players kind of being a little bit more grouped up and have a little bit tighter all right. finish. All right. Well, I mean, you're wrong when you say that's a sal bet. I mean, in fact, a sal bet is the minus five fifty that there won't be a playoff, which is what I was actually looking at. But all right, I'll, oh, I'll, wow. I'll there you go. I'll stick with you. Go okay. Ahead. Well, okay. So this is my last play. Um, it's a three ball bet. Uh, so it's the winner of the group on uh, on uh, Thursday. The winner of this group on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Walker, Kevin Kisner, and Patrick Harrington. Let me start out with the bad. Harrington has recently said he's been playing great in the Champions Tour, but he's recently said he can't walk his dog most days because his knee hurts so badly and he's playing in in pain. It's going to be really cold and he has an early tee time on Thursday. Uh Kevin Kisner has been effing terrible. He has been (laughs) terrible. He has just look at his results this year. It's miscuts wow. and withdraws. Oh, it is terrible. He has locked it. And a course like this, 7,400 yards cannot be a worse setup for Kevin Kisner, a guy who is one of the shortest hitters on tour. Lastly, Jimmy Walker, he come back, came back, not just from Lyme disease, not just from mono, not just from West Nile, He had two types of bacterial pneumonia and he's completely come back. He's on this, he's on this special one-time exemption for being one of the top 50 money winners on tour. And he's made the most out of it. He's five out of the last six cuts he's made and four top 25s. He's having this incredible renaissance. Mm. Jimmy Walker plus 155 to beat Kisner and Harrington. And I feel, oh, I feel so good about it. I can't oh, wait. No, Brian, we're putting all like our it. Celtics heat money on this uh, Jimmy Jimmy JJ Walker. Wow, final bites. You did it. You did it. Come back, kid, Jimmy Walker. All right. I mean, where where do we go from there? I have no idea. Harry, you like it, right? Oh, I like that. I I know. I, I've had Kissner a couple of times. He's shooting in the shooting in the eighties a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He's shooting in the eighties a couple of times. Is right. All right. And uh, Paul is right. I mean, it's going to be like uh, the ones teeing off early tomorrow in Rochester. It's going to be like upper thirties. Is that right? Be uh, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it was cold. Yeah. It's cold uh, upstate New York today. Uh, it's going to get nicer uh, on Friday, but then Saturday is going to be another, it's going to be rainy uh, on Saturday. It could be an issue. Um, All right. So move. Go, there, over, so be go over your five. So you got Rom to win this. You, you laid it out for Rom us. Rom to win it. Yeah. I got Cam Smith to win it. Right. Cam Smith, top, top live, live golfer. Right. Okay. Oh, nice. I got, okay. There will be a playoff. All right. Plus 350. And I got Jimmy Walker over <laughs> Kevin Kisner. He loves it. And Patty Harrington. I mean, you did this, uh, not this, but you, you you had guys, usually your three ball is guys who don't have any chance of playing on Saturday or Sunday. But Correct. at least we got an... Uh, and this one, you say you just have two that are have no chance playing Saturday Sunday. Correct. You know, Kisner has no chance. Okay. Uh, Harrington is competitive. Like you said, he's very competitive on the Champions Tour, but he's playing those Champions Tour events mm-hmm. all in Palm Springs and Boca, and it's 85 degrees. And right. If you have a gimpy knee, you know, you know you're going to be fine. But if you're freezing cold on a 7,400-yard course, deep rough, eh, yeah. Right. And he's not going to walk the dog in the cold anyway. Right. So no, uh, no worry about that. All right. You did it again, Mook. Um, we're going to give you some free bets here. Please win. Please win this time. 
let's do it, baby. I need to make up. God, I don't know how we didn't win that that Lakers series. <laughs> Talk about that. God, give it, give us some therapy here. You uh, therapy said what went wrong? Therapy. I'm heartbroken. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so upset. You know, um, big Warriors fan. Yes. I'll, yeah, I'll say I'll I'll say this. Um, as a Bears sports fan, I've been lucky. The Giants won the three world championships, but Giants has been a lot of pain. Mm. The 49ers, <laughs> obviously, when I was a kid, had this great run, but no one's really talks about mm. how bad it has been to be a Niners fan for the mm. last uh, 20 years. It's been terrible. Mm-hmm. Painful Super Bowl losses, painful NFC championship losses. You know, the one, this miracle came into my life. Stephen Wardell Curry and the Golden State Warriors and brought me so much joy and happiness to the point where I could rely on them to more than anyone or anything in my life. Yeah. And for them to finally let me down and play to, to play the way he played in game six, I feel bad for Clay for all the joy he brought me. So, yeah, I'm pretty uh, despondent and... Um, <laughs> You know, well, but Trey apologized. It sort of was apology saying, Hey, we would have kept, we would have been uh, still playing. I I have to look that up. What did he actually mean when he said that? If I hadn't slugged pool in the face in the preseason, we'd still be uh, around because that doesn't necessarily make him look good. (laughs) (laughs) Not something you'd want to admit. And you know, another point that that someone made is that Dre's one of Dre's um, best attributes is his ability to be a thorn in the other team's side. Yeah, and he right. never was up AD's ass. He was, ne- you know, and he's never up LeBron's mm. in LeBron's face. Yeah. And that playing with that edge is vital to his game. And yeah. look, uh, you know, the clutch relationship. I know that bothers me. And so, anyway, all right, Mook. Well, it's going to be okay. It really is going to work out. Giants are what eleven out, and the Dodgers are surging. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> be just fine. Yeah, it's uh, You're right there with know. my Mets. Uh, Paul the Niners, Coors. Niners are going to be good. He did it. Niners, by the way, I don't want to, I don't want to upset you, but the Niners net rest edges, which is something I look for when I do over under wins, uh, like the jets bears and Washington. I know everybody's got to get out of here is plus 12 net rest is good. A, a positive. The Niners are alone at minus 20 in net rest. So you'll be able to blame the league uh, for scheduling for something like that. Sorry. No, no rest for you, Mook. No rest. Boy, completely. That was completely right over my head, but it doesn't sound good. <laughs> All right, I'll send it to you. It doesn't, it doesn't look good either when you look at it. All right, Mook. Thanks so much. Appreciate thanks, it. Let's make let's some money. It, Paul. Let's, let's get it. Seventy-three yeah, thousand dollars. Yes. Yeah, thanks, seventy-three grand each. Jimmy Walker. We'll be right back. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, the Dutch mook. Jimmy Walker. That's what we're going to do, guys. Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker. We got all our Oof, money on uh, dynamite. On Jimmy Walker. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk Mets Yankees, but I really don't want to talk Mets Yankees. I'm not giving up on these Mets, but I do feel like there's going to come a time soon, potentially, where um, I'm just going to have to root for Alonzo home runs, just like you, Paul. Like last year, right? You knew the Yankees weren't going anywhere, but it was all about Judge, and that was that was fun, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> very fun. So, yeah, yeah, it's so, very fun. Uh, meanwhile, the Yankees, uh, when I thought they were cheating, they weren't. And when I thought, didn't think that now they are cheating, it's a, it's, this is a crazy rivalry they have with uh, Toronto now, huh? Yeah. I, I, I don't like Toronto. I, I <laughs> don't like them. I mean, I got v- Vlad Guerrero to win some awards this year, but uh, no, I'll be rooting against them the entire year. Yeah. yeah but it's good. This is what sports need. They need sure. bad blood. Be- I've been saying this forever, Sal. It's, you got to get back to having Especially some bad baseball. blood Especially between yeah. teams. You have to have it. It's got it's got to come back in all these sports where teams hate each other, they mm-hmm. don't like each other. And let's face it, give it up for Aaron Judge for shutting everybody up last night. Hits a bomb to win the game for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, you know what? That guy, that guy self I don't see no, he's not. No, so. just stop that. You know he's not. I mean, he, does, he does 50% of what the best player in baseball does. But <laughs> Harry, speaking of uh, rivalries, you have one online. I, I know. I thought we should keep that going. Now you won't even acknowledge that. And as a result, you now have like an eye and like something happened with your eye. Something terrible, yep. right? Yeah. I just, I don't know if it's terrible, but uh, well, I guess it's kind of terrible. Yeah, if I really can't terrible. see out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my left eye, I went to the doctor's. It's one of the main functions of the eye that you kind of uh, depend on to be able to see. So yeah, three different types of medications. Uh, I got the glasses on now because my left eye is fully red and the doctors have told me to, for a few more days, stay out of the sun, which is hard to do in Phoenix. Can we see it, Harry? Can we see it today? Yeah, let's see it. Take the glasses. You want to take it off? Why? It's like hanging out. No. All right. All right. Listen, let's just focus on I can't even open it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stay out of the sun. <laughs> Is that sun going to hurt you if you have those glasses on? Right. You do what you want. It, it actually does. I had to go out yesterday and I'm still yeah. squinting while I was driving with sunglasses on. <laughs> maybe there'll be no, maybe there'll be no sun in uh, Amsterdam next week. No, you can only hope there's no sun in Amsterdam. You're going to be in the room 90% of the time. Anyway, <laughs> baby face, you got anything to say before we sign off? I mean, for those scoring at home, I feel bad they can't see. He's wearing those giant yeah. Oakley uh, wraparound glasses that the A's wore back in the '90s. So yeah, it kind of <laughs> looks like it looks like uh, Jose can't see co. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Try the money so ball, oh. mon- monkey money. All right, we'll come up with it. We'll figure out. Oh, Jose yes. can't see co's a winner. Good job really by good. you, baby face for Joel. For Mikey oh. Meatballs and the Degenerate <laughs> Trifecta, I'm Sal saying so long and <laughs> happy handicapping. Na, 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 na